I am learning to trust myself more. I am becoming more aware of my shortcomings and I'm striving to outwork them. Grab a pen and a notepad. Let's talk to the little girl and you and write love letters to the woman you are becoming. Let's grow, let's reflect a little, let's laugh a little, let's love ourselves a lot. Let's make our lives noteworthy. So let's get right into one of the biggest elephants that is in any room that is within us. Um, I want to talk about that S word, that word that we are so afraid to practice um, because it will reveal things about ourselves that we just are not ready to deal with, things that we are not ready to accept about ourselves. Let's talk about it. Um... The S word I'm referring to is self-reflection. I know, scary. It's like, it's, it's Halloween time. And yes, very scary. Um, I, bet you, I bet you your skin is crawling right now. Um, self-reflection. Um, one of the most challenging tasks to do, especially in a world where social media, where the pace is going by so fast, there's so many things happening. There's so many uh, awful things that's happening in the world. We just don't have time. Like we, ne- It never feels like there's enough time in a day to criticize ourselves or to think about how we contributed negatively to somebody's day. Um, but also self-reflection, I find it is incredibly rewarding for me. It is such a humbling experience or process to look in the mirror and say to yourself, there's this, there's these things about me that I need to change. Um, I used to think that, or I used to believe that the only person that you can't lie to is yourself. I used to believe, I mean, through my practice of self-reflection, I believe that you can't lie to yourself. There's things about yourself that you know. There's things that when you lay down at night, you realize these are the things that you need to change about yourself. I'm now understanding how false this is. This is such a narrow and false concept to have, um, to believe that most people actually see their shortcomings and most people actually reflect on their shortcomings. Um, Even for myself, someone who prides myself on self-reflecting, there's been many times in my life where I thought I was the exception. And it's such a, you create false realities for myself in particular. I would create false realities for myself to justify my actions, even through my self-reflection. Um, and then it came a point where I realized that I had to change, where I realized that even though I've created these fantasy bubbles for myself where I made I made my choices seem to make sense. Well, I made them make sense for me, even through my reflections and telling myself, like, I need to change this about myself. I can't continue to live in this way. I created false realities where I can fit, where I can fit my self-reflections in comfortably for myself. Um, and I think that true self-reflection is discovering things about yourself that you rather hide 
and, and working diligently not to hide those things, not trying to create fantasies so that your reflections don't seem as bad. Um, and this, it kind of just leads me into change, right? Like think about the word change. It sounds so brusque. It sounds so abrupt and it sounds urgent. There's like an urgency to the word change that I particularly never got along with. Like I don't get along with that word and I'm still working through that. Um, and I think because change is like very evasive. Like you need to do something with yourself right now, like right this instant. And it's like one of those moments when you talk about, um, in my last podcast, when I talked about healing, not being finite and practicing your practice so that you don't hit brick walls, change is that brick wall. Like change is like, okay, now you need to do something different because your life is in shambles. Right. But if when you go back to thinking about practicing your practice, that is growth. That's gradual growth. And growth sounds so much easier, doesn't it? It sounds so much nicer. There's like a rhythm to it. Like this gradual growth, like, girl, I'm growing. Boy, I'm growing. Like I'm growing. I'm going at my own pace. And it's beautiful. Growth is so beautiful, even though sometimes it hurts. But it said, there's a quote that says, um, what is it? Uh, the quote says, jeez, uh, I need to start writing quotes down because I'm telling you, my memory. Um, it says that comfort- comfortability is a beautiful place, but nothing grows there. And speaking on that, if you are not growing, if you are not finding opportunities to grow, like through some of the trials and tribulations that you face, if you if you choose to be stagnant, if you choose to create fantasies about the reality of a situation, then you don't grow and then you you meet a brick wall and now you have to change and change is far more painful than growth. So it's so, so important um, that you self-reflect. It's so, so important that you look at those things in yourself that you want to hide. Um, think about Here's a challenge, actually. So I want you to think about something that you've heard about yourself from multiple people. I mean, not just one person who maybe just be projected on you, just some angry person. I'm talking about that thing that you've heard five or six times in your life from five or six different people, and you really just still can't see how you fit that description. Like, how is that me? But multiple people have said this to you. Then I want you to deep dive into those criticisms and I want you to consider the possibility that it's true. I'm going to say that again. I want you to consider the possibility that what multiple people have said about you is true, that you are the common denominator, right? Because there's something about you, there's something about you or the energy that you're putting in the in the universe that people, multiple people are noticing this thing, thing about you. And there's, and there's a reason that we attract these people because the people that come into our lives are a reflection of us or some parts of ourselves that we might be trying to hide. So it's so, so important that you gather this self-awareness and this self-reflection so that you can change that thing. For me in particular, um, multiple, multiple people. And these are people that don't even know each other. Um, multiple people have said that I come off as careless. Um, when I think about myself in that light, 
it seems impossible to me. Like, I, there's no way I'm careless. I'm probably the most considerate person on the planet. I'm probably the person who thinks about or considers people more than anybody else that I know. And it frustrates me um, when pe- when I feel like people are not considering me. So I had to think, I really had to think about this because I'm like, well, four, I want to say four different people said this, four different people said that I can come off as careless. And I really had to think about how do I come off as careless when I care so much? And I think that because I care so much about people's feelings, the way that it translates to people is careless because when someone presents something to me, like when someone says to me, oh, I don't like that you did this, then I will say to them, oh, I'm sorry. That's my default response. I'm sorry that I did that. And then they'll kind of be like, all right, let's move on because I'm genuinely sorry. Um, I got into a little argument with one of my friends a few months ago and they said to me, um, oh, look, I apologize for making them feel um, a certain type of way. I apologized. And then they said, oh, see, like you always apologize or you just saying sorry and you think that it's supposed to just be over with. Like in my mind, because my apology is so genuine that I think that, oh, like I'm considering your feelings by apologizing for for an experience that I gave you. But to them, it seems like I don't care. Which is odd for me. It's really odd for me to think about. But then I really had to consider, okay, four people have said this. Four different people have said this. So there's something in the energy that I'm putting out. It may not be what I'm saying, but it might be something about the energy that I'm putting out that's making people feel like I do not care or like that people are disposable. And I always kind of like said this like, champion myself as someone who never argued with my friends. And I think that I never argue with any of my friends because I'm, I'm approachable. Let's just say that, right? I'm approachable. But the negative side to being approachable is that I don't put passion into the way I communicate with them. So it comes off as careless. And I had to really like do some really deep self-reflection in order to own that. Um, So moving forward, I need to somehow hone in on some more passionate energy to let people know, or the people that I care about, um, to let them know that I care about you. Like the energy that I'm putting off needs, I need them to know, or they need to know from me that I care. So that's something that I have to work on. So my friends that, that I actually really love can feel that. And instead of me being like this approachable kind of carefree person who doesn't argue with friends, who doesn't, um, who's not combative, who doesn't really, um, display my emotions. And this is translating, um, to other people as careless. So now what can I do to better myself so that my friends feel cared for? Because, because I, I can feel that they care about me based on the responses that I've gotten from them. So, um, yeah, that's really, really something that I think is incredibly important. I don't think that we realize how important self-reflection is and how it allows us to be our better selves. Um, Just thinking about what I just said about 
how the situations with my friends have helped me now become a better communicator. It's going to help me respond more effectively in situations that come up in my life. Um, A lot of times we're very reactive. So we wait for something to happen for us to react to it instead of being proactive so that when something comes up, we already know how to deal with it. We're more efficient in the way that we handle crisis or we're more efficient in the way that we handle conflict because we did the work, because we know ourselves. We know what makes us tick. We know what we want to change about us. Nobody should have the power to control our emotions and how we feel about something. Um, it's, it's really important that we champion our own, our own thinking, our own emotions, our egos. Ooh, one podcast, I really got to talk about ego because that is really, really, that's a big one. That's a really big one. Ego, ooh, it'll get you in so much trouble. But really champion um, those things that you try to hide about yourself, those things that you try to run from, those things that you neglect, the things that you create fantasies around so you don't have to really live in that. Um, really unravel that, undo yourself so that you can deal with those things. Maybe you're someone who's incredibly emotional and it makes you super impulsive. Think about what you can do with those emotions so that when when something happens, when there's a conflict, you're not just reacting off of your own impulse rather than reacting off of some growth or some change that you have um, developed in your life. Or let's say you're someone who... um, who, when they're angry, they're aggressive, right? If you're a very aggressive person, what can you do instead of saying, because this is, this is one thing I hate, and I'm sorry. It really, really bothers me when people say they are who they are. Like, I am who I am. Yes, I understand that foundationally there's things about you that do not change, like your morals, right? Your moral compass, Understood. If you don't want to change your morals, love that for you. That's really important. That's something to stand on. But when you say that you are who you are and you're not willing to grow, you're not willing to change, that is so difficult for me to hear. So again, back to my challenge, I want to challenge you to really think about those things that you've been denying because some because if multiple people see something in you i mean and it could be something that is challenging for you to hear it can be something that is like that is absolutely not me i know myself i know me more than uh, any other person in this world sometimes we can create lies to make ourselves feel better about ourselves sometimes we create fantasies i have done that i know i've done that um But we can definitely create this world where the negative things about us can exist because we can because we can blame other people for it. Like we can say that, oh, if you treat me like this, then I'm going to treat you like this. If you do this to me, then I'm going to give you that same energy. But the only person that you're hurting is yourself because you that is something about you that needs to change. And maybe if you change that thing, you won't even attract the types of people who do or say those things or ignite those types of responses from you. You would attract people who match the energy that you put out. The energy that you now um that you you now develop through your growth, through your change. So please, please, please self-reflect. And I know it's hard and I know 
especially when it's something new for you. I know that is incredibly challenging to do. Um, as I said, I was someone who self-reflect all the time. I always self-reflect. I, I write journal entries. So my reflection, my reflection, um, keeping is on 100, 1000 even. But also what I did in my reflections is I created fantasies to make myself the exception to the rules of the universe, to the rules of karma, to the rules of life. Because my heart is pure, I made the I made a, a exception, or I made myself believe that I was the exception um, to certain rules because my heart is pure. Meanwhile, what you're putting out is the energy that you're going to get back. And when it's gonna when it comes to you, when it comes back around, it's going to hit you hard. And you're gonna wish that you had made a better decision to to change yourself earlier. Because again, that word, that word change is scary. It's scary, it's abrupt, it's it's urgent. You gotta do it right now. There's no other option. And nobody wants to feel, nobody wants to feel that. No one wants to feel like right now I have to change. Right now I have to do something completely different because it's so much harder. It's like when you, and I'm always going to make references to health. It's like when you decide, okay, I don't want to eat meat anymore. I want to become vegan. I don't want to eat meat anymore. I'm changing my life, right? But typically people wait until they have something really scary happen to them. Maybe they have a mild heart attack or a stroke and then they're like, oh, I'm not doing it no more, right? So with that, when you cut yourself off from meat, when you cut yourself off from all types of meat, flesh foods, you become really, really sick, right? Because I've been there, I've done that. I cut off all meat and I became sick. So what I had to do was I I kind of had to gradually remove myself. So first it was red meat and then it was chicken and then it was fish. And it was over like a, I want to say maybe like eight, a eight month, eight month period. But re- relating that to growth, that is the beauty of gradual growth because then I wasn't sick because I did it in stages, right? But if I waited for myself to become sick from the consumption of the meat, then I would have had to change it immediately and it would have been really, really harmful to my body. So think of it that way. Think about change in that way. You want to do it in a in a way that it's not harmful to your body, but you're taking steps to be a better person versus having a heart attack, not a literal heart attack, but maybe a heartbreak, <laughs> having like a literal heartbreak. And now it's like, Saying I need to change myself. It's so much harder. Sometimes you have to be real disrespectful with yourself. You have to be really rude with yourself. You have to criticize yourself. You have to tell yourself that this is not it, queen. This is not, this is not the decision you need to be making. This is not the choice that you need to be making. You are wrong. And you were convicted in that wrong for a little while. But you are wrong and now you need to get it together. We got to stop coddling ourselves. Um, And it's only going to make us better. It's only going to make us grow. It's only going to make us be our best selves, our most refined selves. It's so, so important that we do that and become the people that we know that we can be. But in order to do that, you have to break the mold. You have to break this mold that you created for yourself to make you think that what you do is okay. 
What you do to hurt others is okay. What you do to hurt yourself is okay because it's not. It's never okay. So really start to think about what those things are. What ways have you contributed to someone else's pain? And even if they did something to you, there's one of the laws in the 50 universal laws that says that um, you should love without the expectation of reciprocation. And this is how you begin to welcome things into your life that are good, the things that you want, the positive things that you want for your life. If you love unconditionally, if you love without the expectation of reciprocation, then you warrant good things into your life. So we got to stop thinking like, oh, if I do this, if I do this for you, what are you going to do for me? Or that mindset, that mindset of um, what have you done for me lately? But just love, just put love into the universe. Don't worry about what someone has done for you. Just put love out there. And there's nothing wrong with, because you can simultaneously love, right? You can put love into the air, but you also don't have to accept anything. So you can do both at the same time. I can love you even if I have to pivot and love you from a distance. Even even if I have to pivot and love you so far away from me that I don't have to see you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but in that, I'm still doing that with love. I'm doing that in love for myself. So I want you to keep that in mind that you can both love people. You can both put love into the air and do what's best for yourself as well. And with that, I want to leave you with a love letter to yourself, to myself, to us. These are not my words. These are words that I've combined from a few social media posts, but I really want to share it with you. Here it is, a love letter for you, for me, for us. The shedding process can be extremely overwhelming and confusing. Grieve in the past while rebuilding yourself new. You look at everything differently. You feel detached from the people you love. Joy doesn't feel the same. You miss your old life, even if the change is extremely necessary. You can rise from anything. You can completely recreate yourself. Nothing is permanent. You're not stuck. You have choices. You can think new thoughts. You can learn something new. You can feel new feelings. You can create new habits. All that matters is that you decide today and you never look back. Thank you.